Live and festive in the Publix Holiday Headquarters studio at WSB. 2016 was a crazy year. Did we take our country back or just go deeper down the rabbit hole? The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Every Saturday from 3 to 6 is my normal time, and that is where what I'm doing today. It is New Year's Eve, and we are live taking calls. But my schedule does move around a little bit, so if you want to keep track of that, you can usually find it on my website, MonicaPerezShow.com. But I also have another website, The Prop Report, as in the propaganda report that I do with my producer, Binkley, here, where we uh, actually do other shows for YouTube and iTunes, but I do post what's going on on my WSB show. Also, Binkley, when people uh, go there, you want them to do what? Subscribe to iTunes or YouTube or what's the best thing? Subscribe to iTunes, subscribe to YouTube. And and right now, if you're at home, go leave us reviews and, you know, Uh, awesome stuff. I could not... Something went wrong with my mic, but that's okay. Um, So that sounds good. Next week i'm on from five to seven and i will do my predictions for uh for 2017 which is funny because it's usually a great show i do i i've had such fantastic predictions in the past i predicted that legal pot would would take the country i predicted that uh, heroin and the opioids would be big in the news i predicted the ferguson effect before it even had a name which was that police pullback would lead to a real or perceived increase in crime and a lot of things like that but when i look back at my 2016 show Uh, For the year, I did actually uh, have a fair number of accurate predictions, but the big one, the one that's just absolutely the worst, uh, is the one that everybody got wrong, who was going to win the election. So there, I, uh, I really, it really turned my worldview upside down and i i feel like there's i I wanted to identify what the feeling was for uh for 2016 what's like the zeitgeist of 2016 and i look at uh i kind of tried to find it within myself i have some insights but i want to know what your feeling is 404-872-0750 1-800-WSB-TALK are our numbers. You can also tweet at me. I've got some great tweets at Monica Perez Show. Uh, Some great tweets answering that question. And I have to, uh, I think one of them, I got one tweet that kind of uh, reflected, I think, what I felt. It's from Suit and Tie Guy. I'm having to recalibrate my worldview now. I'm no longer certain the CFR set have the control over things that they did. The CFR is the Council on Foreign Relations. If you have this 
conspiranoid or conspiracy theorist cast of mind as I do. You look at the Council of Foreign Relations, the Trilateral Commission, as the ones that are in control. And, and, and this election did kind of turn my worldview upside down. But I was trying to identify, like, my feeling for 2016. What's the meaning of it? What's the theme of it? And I had a funny insight last night, a, a kind of epiphany, where I was watching this show with my daughter. The It's called Project Runway Junior. Binkley, do you, do you ever watch these? I, I never miss a Project Runway Junior. <laughs> particular one but are all the reality shows the same like there's a bunch of people that start out and then there's one winner at the end pretty much okay so i watched that i watched top chef i never watched the apprentice or survivor but i assume they're all the same somebody gets eliminated right so so i was watching this project runway junior and first of all my daughter wanted to watch it who's 12 and i was immediately like what the heck because one of the contestants has a uh has a uh, his signature style is what he called bondage couture. <laughs> so as a teenager, I know. I was like, uh, okay. So I I don't want to even have to explain that to my daughter. So uh, we should actually have a whole show on how to deal with pop culture while trying to raise school age kids because I really think it's like deliberately subversive. In any case, I did go. We, we kept watching because she loves this show. We watched the regular Project Runway. And by the end of it, I'm saying, talking to the TV, like, oh, that definitely, the, the super short kid, he's out. There's no way he's going to make it. He's getting eliminated. And he was the worst. He was crying. Like, everybody knew, all his competitors, everybody knew he was definitely not going to make it. It was so obvious. And then, of course, in the end, he does not get eliminated. And I'm sure anybody who watches any of these reality shows has had the exact same experience where you just know the you're just you're surprised. So time after time, you can see the pattern. And obviously, during the show, they totally manipulate how you're thinking about it so that you can be surprised yet again. They can constantly pull the rug out from under you. And I had it was so funny because I could tell inside myself like this emotion that I was feeling was exactly the same as what I had felt repeatedly through 2016 and what's and i kept getting fooled by it never saw that pattern and it's funny because i was actually calling the whole year the whole election cycle everything first i was calling it the primaries a reality show then i was calling it the election a reality show but i didn't see the ultimate parallel which would be the surprise ending the bondage it it was the what the bondage no no that was just an aside oh oh, no it's the it was the fake out it was the bamboozle (laughs) and it even came down to during the election year the the polls were all wrong but from the beginning i was looking at jeb and saying you know he's gonna win because he's the normal guy and even if you don't like him we've been taught since we were uh, just since as long as i can remember only the normal guy wins. The, the fringe guy does not win. Take it from this Ron Paul supporter. You are told you can never vote for the outsider because he will never win. So I just didn't believe it. And then, so I got fooled with the Jeb thing. Then I got fooled again with the Hillary thing because I was like, okay, the outsider doesn't win. It's definitely the establishment person. That's just what we've been kind of just conditioned to think. And I was bamboozled again. So I feel like... Uh, Right after the election, my kind of how I would describe 
2016 in one or two words was, uh, you know, upended worldview. But now, as I reflect on it more, I'm thinking uh, bamboozle, you know, reality show 2.0. I mean, I just really feel like, you know, you could really go down the rabbit hole even further and say, because when I watch these shows, I think the fix is in. I think, well, obviously that kid really should have been eliminated, but he wasn't because they they just want the show to engage you or whatever, not be so predictable, keep you on the edge of your seat. Then you got to wonder if there was even more manipulation during the election cycle than uh, than you otherwise would have thought. But what I really want to do, there's so many great fun things that we can do in looking back on 2016. So let's start with what's the overarching feeling what's your what's your what was the theme of 2016 404-872-0750 1-800-WSB talk and we can do uh i've got lots of great tweets you can tweet throughout the show at monica perez show binkley what you i want to know your i want to hear some tweets but i also want to know what what do you think in a nutshell what was your 2016 theme harnessing the digital herd all right that you gotta unpack something like that. That's I think not that the, there's been the elites can now spontaneously cause social movements directly contacting people through social media before people can even predict what's going to happen. Okay, so it's it's like astroturf, cyber astroturf. Yeah. So they said the Tea Party was astroturf. Pelosi said that that was like manufactured. I think Occupy was astroturf. I think mostly everything's astroturf now. But you're saying it's like astroturf. From the digital... They can cause an explosion of any kind of movement they want by going directly to people through Facebook and Twitter and all of that. Right. Okay. And what uh, what do you feel? That's a good one. And actually, it's a little foreshadowing for 2017 because I feel like this whole Russian Obama's fight with Putin right now is him launching a cyber war or really using a cyber war as an excuse for the next level for Trump to take uh, information control to the next level. So we're going to get into that next weekend on our 2017 show. Give me, I've got lots of calls I'm going to get to. Give me a couple of tweets, though. I, I really um, love All right. the, the, the pithy insight of the tweets. Oliver says that Americans are putting too much faith in politicians. Hillary fans are devastated and afraid, and Trump's fans are rejoicing and feeling empowered. Yes, I think that's true. And uh, there's a Twitter, there was a hashtag 2016 in four words, which the really good ones were the Hillary followers who were just devastated. So I want to actually, let's get to that later in the show. Let's read some of those. They do counterbalance with some of the Trump ones, but it was really (laughs) the despair that was coming across in the 2016. It was funny because it reminds me of when Obama was elected and Newsweek put on uh, We're All Socialists Now was the headline on the front cover of Newsweek magazine. And it just sent the, the, the right small government people just apoplectic, like on purpose, I think now in retrospect. So I, I see that the, now the left, it's their turn to be, have complete like seizures. Anyway, you got one more tweet for me and then we're going to... Um... Yeah, B. Hutchell says that the biggest story of 2016 for him was that Obama is a pathetic leader and the best thing hands down is that Hillary lost the election. 
<laughs> yes, I got a lot of that. I got more Hillary lost than Trump won. Right. I mean, it was the ultimate who are you against. And the Obama thing, he really ended his uh, presidency on um, you know, a, a note that I would not think he would want as a legacy. So I feel like he's he wasn't the guy who made the call on that. That's my feeling. But I've got uh want to get to your calls on what you feel was the overarching feeling of 2016. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750, WSB. It is 41 degrees outside the studio, a five on the Mellish meter. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And we are talking about 2016 in review. What was your feeling about it? Like, what was your emotion? I feel like it was such a jam-packed year. Was it a turning point? Was it uh, to open up a new way of looking at things for you? Give me a call at 800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to go to Joseph in Woodstock. Hi, Joseph. You're on with Monica. I cannot hear you, Joseph. Say it again. Uh-oh. Well, All right, here, here's here my, you go, Joseph. Th- there you go. Start over. Okay. Thank you for taking my call. And uh, let me tell you that I think 2016 was a year of change. Mm-hmm. I did I did get the election right. I you did? Like a, yes, I did. I, I felt like there was a really deep sense of unrest. The substantive issues were not being discussed. No real move forward plans for the things that concern me and a lot of the people that I know. Uh, you know, it was just a lot of uh, a lot of focus on on uh, you know minority issues. Um, well, let's just say emotional issues, you know, emotional mm-hmm. social issues, right? Yeah. And so, you know, uh, but my life itself took a lot of changes. I had, had some family stuff, changed a job to, for better, different things like that. So, I, I really see it. It's all about change. And Monica, I'm telling you that I think it's going to be better. I think there's a lot of people that are fearful, but I, I do believe that it's going to. Uh, as we move forward in the future, we're going to have we're going to have a better you know uh, a better experience as Americans, and I think we're going to you know being being from a business perspective, we saw a lot of money sideline. People, companies were not investing in the economy and workers because the uncertainty with cost, and you know, I think that's all going to change. So I think it's positive. Yeah, that is a good point. Thank you very much, and I love the positivity. So uh, I it is so hard. For me to remain positive, because I look at things like I look at the election. Uh, I've always thought the election was rigged, and so, or at least it, that there was a lack of integrity in in the elective process. I just not the electoral college, not the popular thing. I'm not worried about Russian hacking. I just think that we are manipulated, highly manipulated, whether it's the way polls ta- uh, are told to us, or even. Uh, at the ground level, in some cases, I remember when Ron Paul was running in the primaries, you could find examples of how his people who voted for him, their votes did not count. So I've always been skeptical of the election process. And when Trump said that the election could be rigged, we all knew it was true, that it could be rigged. So I I always try to scratch the surface on it. But I do want to stay positive. I do want to have a positive outlook about it. So give me what you got. But it did, But if it... If it isn't positive, I'll take anything that you want to give me about what 
your feeling was for 2016. Give me a call, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'll get to your calls after this and to your tweets at Monica Perez Show. Throughout the show, I'm on till 6, I want to go through some of the best hashtags and uh, tweets that I got talking about 2016. They're so short and sweet, and it'll really stimulate your thoughts. So if you want to tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Live and festive in the Publix Holiday Headquarters studio at WSB. You maniacs! You blow it up! Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Libertarian voice on WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. But it does move around a little bit, so you're going to want to keep uh, track of that through my website, MonicaPerezShow.com. But next week, I'm going to be on from 5 to 7, Saturday, January 7th, to launch the my 2017, where I look at what's coming, what's to come in 2017. Not great on 2016. I did get a lot of predictions right, but not the one that mattered most, which was who was going to win the election. I really, I was reeling over that. I just, my social conditioning, my mindset, just I was so trained to believe uh, that a guy like Trump could never win, that I just ignored all the signs and I didn't see it coming. And I look back on 2016, I kind of have a feeling, an emotional response to that, that it felt exactly like when I watch reality shows. And in the end, I'm surprised by the winner. And I, and, I, and I get surprised like half the time, which you would think by now you would see the pattern emerging, but they're really good at throwing a monkey wrench into it. So anyway, that was the kind of feeling I got from 2016. But I want to know what you thought was the meaning of 2016, the feeling, the zeitgeist, the spirit of the times, as they call it. 404-872-0750 if those lines are full. 800-WSB-TALK. I also have lots of great tweets at Monica Perez Show. Binkley, my producer here, is to help... Uh, is going to help read some tweets. What you got? Where did Dean go? Sees uh, more things operating than just what's on the surface. He says that there's more at work than just the U.S. establishment here. Oh, yeah. So if you you tweet with me, with us, if you direct it at uh, specific people, you can have a real conversation. So I know Dean's down in the rabbit hole with me. <laughs> and that's one of the things that was crazy about this election. It was so obvious that Hillary was the establishment choice and that the establishment runs the world. That when Trump won, there's really only two possible answers. One is that they really don't have a grip on uh, elections or the media or whatever, like they thought they did or on our minds through the media, they don't actually have that grip or the rabbit holes a little deeper than we thought that maybe their machinations are more sophisticated or somebody else is running the show than, than who we might have thought. I'm open to all of those possibilities. Anything else? Yeah, Liberty Warrior says that the power of the world is changing, not just in the U.S. People all around the world are waking up to globalism. And he says to watch the spring elections. Uh, Yes, because in France and Germany, there are going to be more elections. So he thinks that this is what you see is what you get, that this is a response, uh, a backlash against globalism. Again, I, I have this feeling, yes, that may be true. But what might also be true is that by... Throwing up these what is being called by the mainstream media nationalist tendencies, especially in Europe, where they had such problems with that and and they always kind of persisted over the decades. 
If you show nationalism as winning, you might just get that population, especially in Europe, to overreact and usher in more regionalization, even calls for world government. If they think the U.S. is wacky and causing trouble with Russia and that we're the ones at fault, they might embrace uh, what the Vatican calls a true world authority. I mean, this that's what I'm saying. I think the rabbit hole might be even deeper than I thought. But what do you think, not just about uh, uh, how how opaque, how hard to see all of this is, but what just your gut reaction to it. 800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to go to some calls. Pat in Woodstock, you're on with Monica. Hi, Pat. Pat. Hey, Monica. How are you doing? I love your show. Can you hear me? Yes, I got you. Oh, good. I love your show. Uh, You give so much tremendous information. Um, First of all, I grew up real near Washington, D.C. I'm almost 73 years old, and I really embraced the whole idea of, you know, the politics all through the years. So this was quite overwhelming. I, I said it was extremely stressful. However, I don't mean that always in a bad way. I think some of the stress was like, like kind of like this. Oh, really? <laughs> you know, it was like, oh, wow. Because I don't think we've seen anything yet for the energy that's going to happen. I'm, I'm very, very hopeful. So do you because, think that this was really the people taking the country back? I, I absolutely do. I, I think I and I, I think what we hear is all this. What about the snowflakes and the oh, we have <laughs> to have counseling and and let's, let's get our hot chocolate out. Give me a break. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's but, certainly that kind of attitude does disempower those people. I mean, you have to be dumb to fall for that because you're not getting anywhere by coddling yourself. So no, not at all. So but maybe I'm, I'm very excited. But when I say stressful, I just mean sometimes when good stress can be kind of overwhelming. It was over and it wasn't just 2016. It was. Yeah, it was even before. I mean, it, it's been going on for so long. I think we got tired. And then all of a sudden, when all this happened, the energy came back in. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, I have to say it did kind of. uh jumpstart my cognitive processes when I, I mean, I just, when I walked in on the night of the election and my son, my 11 year old was like, Trump is winning. I still didn't believe it. Then the next day I woke up and it, and and it happened. And I really was scratching my head for a while because my understanding of how the world worked was really challenged by that. And yes, that, I mean, if shock is stressful and it, and it uh, did clear the cobwebs out, even no matter what you think about uh, whether you like or do not like what happened, it certainly gets you thinking, gets you wondering the true nature of power in the world today. I'm going to Jerry and Conyers. Hi, Jerry. You're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I'd like to start by saying I am more excited and encouraged about the future of the, of the United States of America than I have been since Ronald Reagan. I did vote for Trump. It did not surprise me. People are, have, are they're just fed up. What do you with, think is going to be the best thing that comes out of this? What makes the, you most the excited? The best thing is being written right now, in my opinion, and that is Obama and the Democratic Party showing how completely inept they are and how self-serving they are. And I think that's what they're really afraid of, the depth of the exposure that they're fixing to endure. 
There's one thing, though. I, I hear you, and I was, I must say, it's it was very amateurish, it felt like to me, that Obama should go out with uh, such an unnecessary poke in the eye to Russia. The, the evidence is not very compelling, and uh, I even read the original text of his executive order with the sanctions and stuff, and even there, it's totally... Uh, a nothing burger, in my opinion, yet the media is totally blowing it up. But, yeah, I didn't think that was a great atmosphere or whatever um, legacy for them. But there's one little thing about this that makes me think it works for the Democrats. They were about to, if Hillary, Hillary is what the anti-war movement calls Hillary because she just had no bones, no compunction about uh, killing people, upending. She giggled at having Gaddafi killed. I wonder what happened with Chris Stevens. I mean, you just have to wonder. And Obama dropped 20,000 bombs on Syria and Iraq in 2015 alone. And if they were the ones who had to keep prosecuting what I think is going to be an escalation of war in the Middle East, they would have lost forever their position as the anti-war party. I think there is a chance that them sitting this one out will at least save them for for that you know just save them as having an anti-war reputation yeah um very possibly i I think uh i really think it would have been the end of the united states uh, if hillary had gotten in there and i'm one of the i I guess i'm one of the ones expressing i did not want her in there but i voted for trump yes i understand against hillary that's different, yeah. So, like, most people, I would say, of all the tweets I got, almost all of them were at least Hillary lost. Like, there was a, the hashtag of hashtag 2016 in four words. So, at least Hillary lost was most of it. And so, some people did not act, voted for Trump while holding their nose. Some people were really for it. But, yes, if, if your view is that they would have just lost half the country to hopelessness that you would have had to have a new party. The Republican party would have been gone forever that this action actually preserves the two party system. And if you're like me and you kind of think that that's been so corrupted, that it's really a way to keep us in control, a way to keep us uh, having faith that the hierarchy is still under our command then this this was actually in a way good for the establishment unless and this is a real possibility that i'm opening my eyes to unless there really still is that level of a power struggle at at the you know at the top between just the simple democrat simple republican you know that model i had rejected that and i'm still kind of thinking there's more to this than we see, but it's definitely a possibility. I mean, this is keeping me thinking. I'm going to Mark in Atlanta. Mark, you're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. I'm so excited to be able to talk to you. Well, I'm going to probably be brief, but what I think is most uh, compelling about this whole election and everything, and so surprising, is that the media was so interested in Trump and really built him up at the beginning to help him get through the primaries. And the whole time they had the ammunition to destroy him. And then when it came time, I guess, to release the tape or whatever, I think that they were too late. And I think people um, basically reject everything that's been going on with a whole host of things, with Obama, with Hillary, with just the corruption and the cheating and the scandal 
with the Democrats, let alone, I mean, I know they're trying to play up the Russian thing, but gosh, the real story is the, the, the whole CNN getting along with the Democrats and the... Yeah, what the emails actually said. It's not like yeah. it's not like the Russians made it up, and then and uh, and that was the problem. It wasn't fake; it was real. But I don't I think mean, the Russians did it anyway. I think it was an inside job, you know. Oh, I think so too. But I think what's so amazing is the the media are so beside themselves because they didn't get a pick. They didn't get a to you know do what they what they would normally do and try to you know really influence elections. And you see, can see I how much how That's, much they've done in the past and how you know the curtain got pulled back and they look so bad i know but i don't i think that uh there's a chance that they knew exactly what they were doing and that for whatever reason they both sides of the aisle fox and cnn acted like uh, played into Trump's selling point that he was anti-establishment and that in itself, plus just the round the clock coverage was what got him elected. And then you got to wonder why. I mean, that's when you really start scratching your head or have to get the flashlight out. Why? What if that is a scenario? Because it's I'm still not ready to abandon the idea that the media has control and an agenda that they have an agenda. They're sophisticated. They use their power. uh, So. You're not going to, I can't get there, but I am, I'm going to keep taking calls. Hopefully you can persuade me. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, and you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Holding steady at 41 degrees outside the studio. 32 is the low overnight. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And we are talking about... What was the what was the spirit of the times? What was the what was the mood, the feeling, meaning of 2016? Uh, give me a call at 800-WSB-TALK or 404-872-0750. I'm going to Angela in Mableton. Hi, Angela. Hi, Monica. I think that the spirit of 2016 can be summed up by the words of my favorite high school bus driver. She would be driving down the road and the kids would get all, you know, riled up, and things would be going on in the back, she would stop the bus, she would turn around, and she would scream at the top of her lungs, enough is enough, and too much is nasty. And I think that's what the average American pretty much said at the ballot box this year. That is a great, great analogy. I love that. And, you know, the thing that's so ironic about it, though, is anybody but Donald Trump, he cannot be considered the average American. He can't be considered as someone who's held traditional values, but that shows how far the left and the Democrats have gone toward, I guess, social engineering or whatever, that the the, the main uh, problems of the country were being ignored, and all of this other stuff was being put to the forefront of you know, traditional American, what you believe is wrong. You know, what is right is wrong. What is wrong is right. You need to get on board or just shut up and sit down. And we said, yeah, no, not so much. (laughs) Well, also, I remember from previous years when Ron Paul was running, I I had the show and people would call and they would say the number one argument against voting for Ron Paul was that he could never win. He is unelectable. And I think the term unelectable has got to go in the trash bin. 
It does. It does. And it's so funny because I remember the years of Ron Paul, and I remember uh, at first thinking, okay, this guy's kind of wackadoodle. And then as you listen to him and you see the things that unfold, I thought his campaign should be called Not So Crazy Anymore, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, not your crazy uncle. Or your crazy crazy uncle's got a chance. (laughs) I think didn't an elector, I believe an elector actually voted for Ron Paul. So Ron Paul actually got more electoral votes in 2016 than Gary Johnson, if I'm not mistaken, Uh, who was on the libertarian ticket. Oh, that's too bad. (laughs) Isn't that funny? It's just funny because it, it shows you that. I have always been a vote your conscience person. I just feel like it's my vote. And if I want to use it to game the system, then use it to game the system. If I want to use it to vote my conscience, vote my conscience. It reminds me of when you sit at the blackjack table and other people get mad at you if you don't vote according to the odds. If you don't hit or stay according to the odds, which I actually am one of those people like my husband doesn't do it. I'm like, you've got to obey the rules. Anyway, but not in voting. It's your vote. But I've got lots of more great calls coming up. Hang on. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 